Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of Press YYZ, your favorite Canadian gaming podcast. You can catch the show weekly on youtube.com slash pressyyz, live on twitch.tv slash pressyyz, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, or on your own time on your podcast service of choice. Before we get started, as a reminder, um, a reminder as always that we here at Press YYZ stand against discrimination of any kind. And while we appreciate however you choose to give back to our show, there's no better way to support us than being excellent to each other. Um, just a quick note, uh, there was a terrible incident in London, Ontario of domestic terrorism that happened uh, a few days ago. And I just want to say that there's no room for anything like that in our society. Um hmm. London's Absolutely. been very, um, like you don't, you don't expect this would happen close to you, but the problem is there, like this can be all around and we just, we need to be better to each other. Uh, things yeah. like this can't keep happening. Yeah. The, um, 100%. the, the incident you're referring to is the, uh, the death of the, uh, four, uh, members of a Muslim family um, and uh, the attempted murder of a uh, the the surviving uh, child of, of that family. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. 10 years yeah. old. Um, that poor fucking kid, yeah. most of all, to have survived that out of, out of everything. Just, it, it's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, you know, we can't, we, after everything that's been kind of like uncovered here in Canada, n- not even uncovered, it's, yeah. it's hiding in plain sight, uh, in the last couple weeks. Um, it's just one of those, we, we can't say, oh, this isn't Canada, but we can say that is not the Canada that we stand for. Um, reg- regardless of your background or where you came from, you know, be, be good to each other. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm sorry to start this on a down note, but no, yeah, I I think it's totally fair. And, you know, this is obviously something that, you know, from a physical perspective is very, you know, close to where we all are. So Mm -hmm. I I felt it was, you know, only right that we bring it up. So, Mm -hmm. um, from there, so we, we are going to go on an upward trend, um, trend here. Uh, but, uh, yes, my hearts belong to that family and to the members of the community. Uh, there were people, there was a vigil in London and people were being turned away because there were so many people trying to go to it the other day. And it showed what good can come out of a situation like this and people caring. And I saw that in our community and the people I like know, um, but it's just, it's really terrible. So, um, with that being said, let's do some quick housekeeping, um cozy so we've got e3 is wait e3's next week this weekend what i mean pretty much huh <laughs> yeah um so we've got some stuff uh for e3 that we're going to be doing so i'm going to throw this to cozy because you've got a guest spot you're going to be doing uh yes that's right so on saturday uh june 12th i would say during e3's warm-up period uh, i'm going to be live reacting to the devolver digital e3 presentation at 4 30 p.m est uh with the waypoint podcast um the uh reactions will not be live we will be recording them uh basically privately and then putting them up on the waypoint podcast youtube channel uh which you can go to at youtube.com slash waypoint podcast uh if you're interested uh it's going to be a lot of fun devolver digital 
traditionally does pretty zany, wacky out there E3 presentations, but they also make some pretty good games, uh, as we all know. And I'm looking forward to seeing what what uh, announcements come up in that presentation, both uh, comical and legitimate. So look forward to that. Uh, and then after that, on Sunday, June 13th, um, we here at PressYZ uh, are going to be getting together to react to both the Xbox and Bethesda game showcase at 1 p.m. EST and also the Square Enix showcase at 3.15 p.m. EST. Uh, so that's going to be here uh, live on twitch.tv slash PressYZ. Uh, we're currently aiming to get a couple of special guests on those uh, episodes just so that we can, you know, round out our cast a little bit and, you know, give more people an opportunity to live react to those presentations. Uh I will also be live reacting on twitch.tv slash PressYZ to the Nintendo Direct that is going to be happening on Tuesday, June 15th. Uh, however, TBD on what the rest of the cast for that episode is going to look like as being a Tuesday and being literally in the middle of the day on a Tuesday at 12 p.m. EST. We're not all as available as we would like to be. Um, but I can assure you that the cast that we will pull together for that episode, whatever it looks like, will be a good one. Yeah. Why can't Nintendo schedule these things for like nine in the morning? Yeah. I I've talked about this in the past on PressYZ, but there have been, um, multiple like Nintendo E3 presentations in the past where I've had to go to like some arcane summer school course to learn something or other that I don't need so I can get the proper credits for whatever program I'm trying to transfer into in the past. And like, I've just missed it because I've been like inside of a four hour class listening to some like diatribe on Shakespeare. And then I get out of the class. I'm like, oh man, oh man, is there anything else I can, oh no, the E3 presentation is all over because it's 12 p.m. on a Tuesday. At least Sony does their state of plays at like five Eastern time. So yeah, it, like late in the afternoon, which is a, a much better time for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no, a hundred percent, uh, cozy. You were streaming yesterday. You were doing more, um, uh, what knockout city knockout city. Yes, I was, uh, with a friend of the show, uh, key balanced, uh, and one of our friends, uh, from the waypoint podcast. Ooh. Um, it was a great ass time. Uh, and I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be continuing to play more of that game in the future, but, um, it game's still a lot of fun and I'm definitely, it's definitely not the last of, uh, it that I've played, but I don't know how soon I'm going to do another press YZ game night with it. I have, um, I have not picked it up since we played together. Um, mm. And from from what I hear, some like some of the meta strategy it is evolving to be one of those. Um, oh, you're either going to be really good or you're going to get stomped. Like Rocket uh, League or Fall Fall Guys. The yeah. People who figure it out, figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm a, I'm slightly worried about jumping in, and I have some anxiety about that. But I just I might I I might it stays installed on my Xbox. I did the training yeah. this morning for it. To get a tro uh, an inch achievement for uh, Microsoft yep. Rewards thing, so I the did correct, all the training. The correct name for those. Sorry, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> um, You're doing good, kid. Austin, uh, who is a member of the Waypoint podcast, that joined me on Monday's stream, and Key Balance were both showing me like a few of the high level techniques that they've seen other people use. Uh, one high level technique that I thought was actually really clever is so like 
you uh, go into ball form. You have somebody else pick you up on your team. You have that other person throw you real high in the air, but then you basically come out of ball form and then you glide around and either you stay in the air gliding uh, slowly or you like land on a really high perch. And basically by doing so, you kind of are able to enter into an overwatch position and are able to kind of like scan the terrain below and figure out, all right, where's everybody else on the map? Oh, and I'm really like, wow, what a clever little piece of ingenuity that's like not an offensive play in the game. Huh. Hmm. That's that's uh, that's super cool. Um, yeah. For uh, I so I won't be having a stream tomorrow night because I did my stream yesterday. Uh, yes. So we'll talk about a bit more what I've been playing. Uh, but I streamed Guilty Gear Strive, and you can check that out in our archives on Twitch. Um, Guilty Gear. How is Guilty Gear Strive? By the way. Well, we can pretty much segue right into what we've been playing, I guess. Um, yeah. So Guilty Gear Strive uh, is probably the best looking 2d fighter i've ever played it's gorgeous it oozes with style did, like um like a persona they find ways to did do it. you did you play dragon ball fighters no uh no i think i might have tried to demo once or an open beta because uh, i would argue that's the best looking fighting game it was until this Debatable. Um, debatable it's the same company who makes it and i'm sure it's on the same yeah i know version. it's they're both it, well yes yeah. yeah the dragon ball fighters uh looks exactly like an episode of the anime so um what they've d opted to do with this is basically you have your like your standard arcade mode and you can go through there and there's actually no difficulty when you go through the arcade mode um it kind of based on how you play will choose what um like what the difficulty will be next for you and how a, you're a good playing. and ad adaptive yeah yeah so it's there's a good idea. there's an adaptive difficulty to it there's a survival mode i got to like 30 stages through the survival mode um with it the other day the online uh, the rollback net code with the online is fantastic like it's really really good um mm -hmm. i had no issues with any online play no hitch no hiccups no hitches uh really good um, they did opt for something a little bit different for story mode than you've seen from any other fighting game. And I think it's, I don't know if I like it or I hate it. <laughs> That's pretty extreme. So what is it? So, well, okay. So they've kind of followed the similar to, uh, let me start by saying, if you've played any of the guilty gear games, you probably know nothing about the story because the story is kingdom hearts, banana bat shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm and, interested. So I'm it's, surprised you didn't get Balan to play with you. It's, <laughs> um, and this, yeah, this, he would he loves those stories. The story I, I know he does. The Guilty Gear has been terrible for like just hard to understand for years, especially being told most of it when it's told is through static, um, like static screens in a visual novel format, and mm. how they've done it. This time, they've opted to use the in-game engine to tell a story that's all cutscenes. Mm. But there's no gameplay. You're literally watching anime in different chapters. Huh. Hmm. Now you've piqued Cozy's interest. So you go through the <laughs> story, and there's literally no fights in the story. And it does a better job of telling the story because of how like they're able to use cutscenes instead of just these static, like with text and text and text over each other. It is subtitled. There's no English voiceovers. Um, 
Have you um, played through the entirety? Well, you know, played in quotation marks through the entirety of the story mode? Not yet. I'm close to it, but not yet. Could you summarize for us what has happened thus far? You know what? To avoid spoilers, I will just talk about the first chapter because that's all I was allowed to talk I can, about in my review I, anyways. I'm, I'm going to uh, let me activate the spoiler mode just in case. All right, go ahead. Yeehaw. Um, so this takes place in 2100-ish at some point. 2100. In the future of the United States of America, where the guy who created the Gears, which are the people who have special powers, I believe, he's a gear maker, mm. has turned himself in and has been taken to some sort of bunker underneath the White House, I believe. Did, okay, hang on. Did he turn himself in because he was guilty? I don't know. Um, the, yeah, no, the, um, it, it's it's even more complicated for me to talk about <laughs> it now that I'm trying to put my sentences in structure. Basically, they find a way to touch on most in the, like in the first chapter, they'll touch on most of the main character, or like the characters you're going to see, but a lot of it are cameos. Your big focuses are going to be on Kai Kiyosuke, who's the sword fighter you can see there with the blue edging. Um, so he's, um, he, he is there and his rival Saul bad guy, um, who's not as much of a bad guy as he used to be anymore. Um, are I think looking at trying to get this guy from the pres like from the United States. And he's probably looking to do something bad because I think he got purposely caught. What? I think you're just describing a soap opera here. So... Um, it's, it's like I said, it's the guilty, yeah. the guilty gear. So they give you a glossary, a chronological thing and a chart that you can actually go through at some point in the stream. I open it up and I show those in the stream. Um, but literally there are like a hundred people with different descriptions of who they are organizations through the roof. Um, like this huge chronological thing from the 1900s to the 2100s about what's happened in the universe. And then there's these charts that are in the game too, that are like, um, like show characters, like with lines connected to them, um, through different phases in the history and what their relationships are during those periods of time. So, um, okay. Yeah, it's uh it's a lot. Um but they do a better job in this situation than they have in the past. Um th than they have in the past to uh I'm, like to tell the story. I'm get I'm guessing they learned a lot from Dragon Ball Fighters in that regard because you know, the the story in Dragon Ball Fighters wasn't exactly stellar, but it also looked like an like an episode of the anime and even the fights looked like an episode. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this, um, this yeah, is peak. one thing led to another. So, yeah, no, they've got this running in 4K at 60 frames per second. Um, it's like visually stunning. What else do I want to say about it quickly? We talked about rollback. Um, the lobby system kind of sucks. Uh, you have these like little like 2D avatars that you can make and you just basically jump to stages where you um, like have an open session. You can jump into it. Uh, not mm -hmm. everybody seems to be not a fan of that right now. Um, I, I feel like that's, is that like a trope in a lot of these anime fighting games? Cause I remember playing the demo for, uh, 
blaze blue cross tag battle because it had persona content in it and i remember that game having a similar like lobby system where you were like a small 2d avatar yeah it's very possible and blaze blaze blue or is it blaze blue um i think it has to be blaze it's just they stylized it differently and didn't spell it correctly so it has to be blaze there's absolutely no world in which it legitimately is blaze uh, Blaze Blue um, is I the same company this as this. Um, yeah. So as well, Arc System Works does really good fighting games. That's what they're known for. Um, Hold on, I um. So I have Google pulled up, and they uh, have one of those things where they have the like pronunciation box set up. Uh, this is the American pronunciation. There's also the British pronunciation. Let's just hear what the American pronunciation sounds like. Blaze Blue. You, you should you guys hear that? Yep. 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 Blaze blue. Blaze blue. Okay. Let me Blaze just. Blue. I'm just curious. I wonder what the British pronunciation is. Oh no. Blaze blue. Oh wait a minute. Uh, Hold on. The Brits. Quiet. Blaze blue. What? Well, that this should be how we say oh it in my Canada. Oh god. No. No wonder we. That's we a Canadian a separate colony. Oh no. Um, I'm ashamed. No. If it if that's a Canadian official, then we are press YYZ. Um. So yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's, it's a really good game. All the characters are super unique um, and have super unique fighting styles. I think one of my biggest, and it's not really an issue per se, maybe, but it is um, um, that it's got a smaller roster. It's only 15 people to start there. Obviously like pretty much every fighting game we see now is going to have uh, seasonal content. They've already said the next mm-hmm. character is coming in July and it'll be an all new character. And then in August, there will be a returning character from the series um, that are cu- upcoming. Um, and the other three will fall later this year. So, but that seems to be pretty much uh, like the norm right now for fighting games. So mm-hmm. uh, give yeah. it three years. It'll have a beefy roster and maybe a collected edition that has everything in it. But if you want to get in now, it's really good. The net code's great. Uh, it's fun to play. Um, and it's like one of the prettiest games on PS five and the load times are so quick. So anywho, <laughs> that's fun. That's my take on uh blaz or, yeah. Guilty Gear Strive. Oh, now you're doing it. Yeah. You can do the American pronunciation. So why don't we race on to the next game? AJ, tell me about F1 2020. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I'm not a big sports guy or anything like that. But um, my mother in the last few years actually got me kind of interested in Formula One racing. Um, And it's, uh, uh, you know... It's 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 just one of those things where I like to watch the speedy race cars go around the race race car track a little bit and have interesting uh, races and stuff. But this previous weekend, I uh, I watched the race in Baku, um, this uh, which happened uh, wherever the hell Baku is. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, the ra- the racetrack there is a a a, ra- a race through like a castle or something like that. Um, it's, it's super neat looking. Um, and it was a very interesting race. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much here, but I really appreciate. So over the last few years, there's, there's typically been two, maybe three main players up in the, uh, 
the podium at the end of a race. Um, and that's all fine and dandy. They're good racers and everything. But it's really interesting when other other people uh, get a chance to be up there and win a, win a race entirely, regardless of the circumstance of how it happens. But um, yeah, it was a very interesting podium at the end uh, and some very interesting uh, issues arose in the middle of that race. That got me slightly inspired to pick up a racing game and I was just figured, well, you know what? I've got this Stadia Pro subscription still going and I've got access to F1 2020. I may as well play a little bit of it. Um, I, <laughs> I haven't done really well in a race or anything yet, but, um, you know, I just, I just sort of needed that, uh, it's hard to explain. I just, I just had a craving for kind of a racing game, you know, trying to go around, but this, this it's, it's interesting because it's a simulation um, and you got to simulate even the practices before the race and the qualifying before the race that gives you your position on the track when the, the race starts and and completely going from there. Um, it's, a, it's definitely not something I'm going to stick with for like an entire season or something like that, but... Um, yeah, I I definitely uh, I de it's definitely one of those things that uh, that just scratch scratched an itch. Okay. So sweet. Yeah. Is by F the way, yeah. Uh, yeah. Baku is the capital and largest city of Azerbaijan. Ah yes, Azerbaijan. Yeah. Az Azerbaijan. Whoops. Speaking of mispronouncing names, yeah. my apologies. Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask too. F one twenty twenty. That's on Game Pass as well, is it not? If somebody wants uh, to give it a try. 2019, 2019 is on Game Pass, so it's oh. probably not too dissimilar. Um, but yeah, um, so it's it won't be the latest one, but it's it's a, it's an annual release sports game, motorsport game. So yeah, it, it'll it'll probably be the same. If you wanted to give it a shot, also I, if, I recommend it. I believe that's Codemasters who does the F one games. Yes, so, and they were just bought by PlayStation, weren't they? No, EA. EA bought them. EA bought them. Oof, okay. Oof. Um, oof. Yeah. Codemasters make some of the best racing games out there. I've loved a lot of their games, including Dirt 5, which recently came out because they have a lot of teams working on a bunch of different games. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, EA has purchased them and added them to the lineup. All I want to see now is them having the a team from Codemasters make a Need for Speed game. Give me my Need for Speed Underground reboot. Bring back Burnout. So, um, okay. Please. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving Fuck on. Fuck your burnout. Okay, I get it. I no, get it. no, I no. It I haven't tried burnout. I've never played burnout, so I'm going to need to try You should play somewhere. burnout. Um, <coughs> so, Cozy, uh, we've got a little game coming out uh, tomorrow? Is it tomorrow it comes out? No, two days. Yes, no, it, it is, is the tomorrow. Or, oh, no, it's, a t yeah, yes, yeah. which is tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, so the test tomorrow. So, my guess is... That you were trying to burn through all the trophies in Final Fantasy VII Remake so that when you get the PS5 version, you can move your save file over and pop a platinum in the PS5 version? Am I correct? Uh, that is correct. Unfortunately, at the rate I'm going, I'm not quite going to be able to burn through all of the trophies in time for the release uh, tomorrow. Uh, but I am going along at a pretty steady clip. Um, after I beat Final Fantasy VII Remake a year and a month ago from now, <coughs> I... Um, 
you know, it was such a big meaty experience that I didn't feel inclined to go back right away. And so I decided to put it down and come back to it later. This is obviously much later than I would have preferred to come back to it. But despite that, I've really been having a great time. I, um, most of the trophies I have to clean up now are things like collect all the, like, battle data reports, collect all the music CDs, collect this, collect that, and then at the very end, complete all the chapters in the game on hard. And I, I fully expected that I would just go ahead and, like, you know, skip over all the cutscenes, just sort of uh, beeline most of the chapters. But thus far, I've had a great time um, like pulling through all the chapters that I need to again with cutscenes on because there's just a lot of like honestly great cinematography and great writing including a lot of bits that I feel like I previously missed out on or things that like carry more meaning now that I uh, beat the game Um, the, the other night I was playing through the first chapter of the game where Cloud Strife and Aerith meet for the first time and Aerith has some really great dialogue that for whatever reason I wasn't really paying attention to during that section mm-hmm. when, when they first encounter monsters cloud is like oh man you better be careful monsters tend to uh encircle and target the weakest prey first and Aerith's like oh okay well i'll be sure to protect you then uh and then later on they encounter another group of monsters Aerith gets attacked first uh and then she's like huh i have a feeling that that uh, group of monsters was a different breed than the ones we encountered previously and cloud's like how so well, they attacked the strongest person in our group first. And it's just little bits of characterization like that that I, again, for whatever reason, didn't notice the first time around that I'm really appreciating uh, this time around. Definitely very much looking forward to whatever insanity is in store for me with um, Final Fantasy VII Intergrade and the new Yuffie chapter there. I'll say that much. Yeah, Intergrade's not the name of the chapter either. It's something different. Yeah, it's I don't know. I may as well look that one up. It's it's okay. None of us in a million years could guess it. You could put a hundred monkeys and have them type out random words on keyboards for a million years, and they would not be able to guess whatever the name of the DLC uh, is for this game. Yeah, it's no. okay. This is why Google yeah. exists. I'm looking forward to jumping back into it because I think I only got like five or six hours into FF7 before something else came along. Um, it didn't grab me the way I was hoping to, but I'm going to finish on PS5. I was going to finish it earlier this year and then they announced the PS5 version. And I was like, well, guess I'm waiting. So I'm mm-hmm. glad it's finally here. Yeah, I'm, I still, even after I, you know, get all the trophies in the PlayStation 4 release and then pop, uh, them all again in the PlayStation 5 version, I'll still like walk around and play a little bit of stuff in the PlayStation 5 version. Cause like some of the improved skyboxes look really nice. That was one of my few complaints with the original version of Final Fantasy VII Remake is that sometimes it's kind of obvious, like it's a little bit too obvious that you're looking up at a giant JPEG of Midgar when you're in the slums down below it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems like they really touched up on that stuff. Uh, by the way, the Yuffie uh, DLC is called Episode Intermission with I-N-T-E-R in Intermission capitalized. Hence the intergrade. Yes. I'm so confused mm. about how Square names things. It doesn't make any sense ever. Um, well, mm. so, so that's not true. They get it about 50% of the time on their numbered releases because it's just Final Fantasy 16. Words that start with I-N-T. Oh, in, 
Intrabangs would be a good one. Final Fantasy VII Intrabangs. Wait, wait, I've got one. Final Fantasy VII yep. Intercourse. Uh-huh. That, that one was obvious. <laughs> that one was right there, and I missed it. Um, oh, yeah. Interventionism. Intertube. Is a, is, intertube. Inter, yeah, inter, intertube. Let's go <laughs> Final Fantasy VII tubing. Yeah, but mean, like Jeffrey Cuban. We can always go with interrevengeance. You know what I mean? Oh. Just keep adding additional words to that just, word. Just, just get um, what's his name from uh, Metal Gear to come in there. Uh, Raiden. Kojima. Nope. Snake. Nope. Psycho Mantis. Nope. Screaming Mantis. Nope. Raging Raven. Decoy. Nope. Octopus. The nope. boss. Good guy with a sword. Big boss. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, wait, wait, wasn't Raiden? Raiden. Raiden. That was the first you one did, he said. I didn't hear yeah. you say riding. He said riding. Oh, well. Okay, well. Okay. <laughs> I There's guess also so. the, the Olga in the power suit spoilers from Metal Gear Solid 2, who also has a sword. I would no, like some remade I, Metal Gear Solid games so I could play them. That'd be nice. I mean... You know, we've but, had a lot of rumors over the years. I don't think Konami is going to be announcing anything at E3, given that they the, pulled out of E3. But yeah. MGS but, one through four, but in the engine of five. Mwah, give yeah. it to me. Um, then I will man. finally play through the the first ones instead of watching let's plays because I can't stand the controls. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of I'm scared about the controls. That's my biggest issue about trying to go yeah. play them because I've never played them before. So over under because I've heard a lot of scuttlebutt this week about Final yep. Fantasy VII remake being um, going being announced for Game Pass this week for whenever the statute is over. The biggest thing I'm hearing right now, ever since Game Pass has become a thing, is that. Oh, maybe this game's on Game Pass or it's going to launch on Game Pass seems to be like the biggest rumor for pretty much every game nowadays. But will Final Fantasy VII Remake be announced for Game Pass this weekend? I think it's probable. Mm. It's possible. I won't say probable. I'll say possible. Because they did give away Final Fantasy VII for PS4 Remake Mm -hmm. uh, earlier this Mm. year. Um, now that being said, they only gave the PS4 version away. Will people be upset yeah. if they get an Xbox Series X version for free or as part of Game Pass? Will there be a people annoyed because they have to pay an upgrade cost to get the uh PS5 version if you're a PS4 they... person? Mm. That's smart delivery, so it just works. We'll, we'll see what happens, anyways. We're gonna talk about that potentially after Square's show or Xbox's show on Sunday. And talk about what worked and what didn't work. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about how EA had bought Codemasters. So let's talk about a different EA game, uh, Mass Effect 2. How is Mass Effect 2 going, Cozy? It's going pretty well. I um, So I beat uh, Mass Effect 1 Legendary Edition, I want to say maybe last Thursday or Friday. And after I beat it, I was like, well, now I need to kind of keep going and see how things play out. Uh, of course, I know how things play out because I already played Mass Effect 2 and 3 before. Uh, but it was good to jump back into Mass Effect 2 after playing Mass Effect 1 because definitely a lot of context I didn't get the first time around when I played Mass Effect 2 um, was you know there to help supplement my experience. And 
yeah, it's just it, it's great to jump back into that game again. It's still, um, you, you know, one thing that they introduced between Mass Effect 1 and Mass Effect 2 is that weapons now need to be quote unquote reloaded. Actually, what you're doing is you're just removing a thermal clip uh, from your weapon that basically absorbs all the heat while it's firing. Um, and they actually do have a lore entry in the game that explains how after the Battle of the Citadel at the end of Mass Effect 1, like they basically analyzed uh, the technology of this uh, cybernetic alien race called the Geth, and they discovered, oh, they discovered this cool new way to make weapons better that involves attaching these thermal clips to your guns. Still feels a little bit weird to go from a game that did not have reloading that now has reloading. Um, yeah. But hey, it's still Mass Effect 2. It's still great. Interesting. Um, yeah, no. Uh, once again, I'm curious to continue hearing your exploits through the Mass Effect trilogy. Uh, when it's on EA Play, I will play it on Xbox and give it a shot. Because uh, yeah. I've not played any idea. of them. So, and I, I'm sure I will lose a the, ton of time to it. The originals, I think, are backwards compatible. So if you went to like an EB Games and found like an old 360 copy, you could do that too if you wanted. And it'd probably be cheaper. Unless yeah. It, well, unless it game pass comes out but well and it will come to game pass in six months because it's ea yeah so um i'll i'll well well, yeah you're right i'll hold out for now for game pass (laughs) we'll see what happens because i'd like to play the prettier newer versions if possible that's fair totally fair um yeah so okay cool well we'll keep checking in with mass effect cozy um for sure now okay let's start off by with aj talking about loki episode one uh yep we cozy and i have not seen the episode and i think we're going to try and watch it on our discord server after we're done potentially okay yeah so uh but tell Um, us tell us what you enjoyed about loki episode one spoiler i will be i will be quick and spoiler free you don't need to do the spoilers it's fine um it it was very good very enjoyable um if you've seen the trailers uh you kind of know uh, you kind of know what what's sort of transpiring there. Um, if you like, uh, if you like good time related uh, media, like um, like say a a Doctor Who, if you will, um, it's mm. I I don't necessarily get those vibes because it's very much Marvel Universe. Um, but what it did (laughs) and, and, you know, my girlfriend was very, um, confused as to how and why that, that would ever occur. I think it would be cool if, you know what, fuck it, just monopolize everything. Disney buy the Doctor Who franchise and bring the Doctor into, uh, the Marvel Universe, uh, cause I think there's a very good place uh, the doctor can fit hmm. all of a sudden that's all, right. all i'll say interesting interesting yeah interesting i think at one point marvel did have rights to doctor who comics hmm i don't know if that puts yeah, in the universe that. but i think that's licensed both, both marvel and dc have weird comic licenses like uh dc previously used to publish the bionicle comics back in the day for example. Well, and they've both had Star Trek comics at some point. Like the licenses yeah. will go to the highest bidder typically. Um mm-hmm. so 
I'm always curious. Maybe I'm a liar, and I just feel like that's something Marvel has done in the past, but... Okay, so I'm reading this thing. I, go- I googled Doctor Who comic publisher, Titan Comics. Um, Doctor Who comic publisher, Titan Comics, have released trailers for the <laughs> two new comics ranges featuring the 10th and 11th Doctors. So I feel like those are old um, mm. because we're up to 13. Oh, wait. So. Okay, here we go. Uh, when Doctor go Who magazine it. was published by Marvel. Some characters occasionally crossed over between the Doctor Who comic and other titles published by Marvel UK. These include huh. the frog-like Ven- Venusian businessman Josiah Dogbolter and the robotic bounty hunter Death's Head. In the Flood Barriers feature in the trade paperback Doctor Who, The Flood, it was revealed the comic strip was given the opportunity to show the regeneration of the 8th into the ninth Doctor. Um, so it looks mm-hmm. like Marvel did have some of the publishing rights. Yeah. Um, this began as a Marvel comics publication under the doctor who weekly in 1979. So back in the seventies they did. So he might actually be part of the Marvel universe in theory. Uh, potentially. That would be super cool. So. That would be super cool. Apparently this death's head characters first appearance was in transformers UK. So, hmm. interesting. Yeah. Um, and he's been that's in lots of other Google Marvel search. things. So, that's a great tangent. Um, yeah. So, we'll finish this off with uh, AJ talking about something that I think he's very passionate about. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, the giant, if I'm correct, because I've not done a huge amount of research, yep. but the guys who left Giant Bomb a few weeks ago have started a new project and they're ready to talk about it. Yes. Um so they have started a new project called Next Lander, um, and it's uh, just not. How do you describe it? It's basically what they were doing at Giant Bomb, but on their terms. Um, and, and you know, by all accounts, it doesn't sound like there's any like bad blood between Giant Bomb and Vinny, Brad, and Alex, but. Um, mm. Yeah, it uh, it just seems like, you know, they over the years, um, you know, they were they were bought and sold a couple times. Um, Giant Bomb was, um, and the uh, what's what's the what's the word I'm looking for? It's integrate at a certain yeah integrate. <laughs> that's the one intercourse uh, intercourse. Yep, Blaz Blue. <laughs> yep, Blaz Blue, Blaz Blue intercourse. Um, they uh they didn't exactly have the freedom and budget and th- that they necessarily wanted at giant bomb um now they recently got acquired by uh red ventures at the uh in the middle of uh last year um and uh jeff who remains at giant bomb and jason and jan and um uh, every, uh, everybody else uh, s- seems super enthusiastic. I think these guys just got tired of the the whole rigmarole of oh a new new owner. Are they going to let us do what we want to do or not or whatever or and all that. Um, and and it's it's super exciting. I uh, I subscribe to their Patreon. 
Um, they have hit 10,000 Patreon subscribers, uh, finally, and they've done three, you know, couple hour live streams so far. Does that um, make them the most for Patreon? No, they're in the top 40, I think. Okay. Yeah, they're in the top 40. Probably one of the fastest um, at this point. But um, yeah, uh, they they get to make the content that they want to make um, and everything. And also the day after they announced uh, this, Giant Bomb announced mm-hmm. what their future plans are. Um, which are equally just as exciting. It's just a compl- it's just a different direction. So you can kind of see why, you know, the these three may have wanted to continue kind of doing what they're doing, but on their own terms. Um, and Giant Bomb has decided to kind of expand their their outreach a little bit yeah. in a way. Um, with um, they they've got new new ideas with um, contracting in help. So people like Lucy James and Tamora uh, from GameSpot, uh, GameSpot um, Danny O'Dwyer. as well as Danny O'Dwyer, who is now going to be a permanent member of the Bombcast, um, which is exciting. Um, mm. Side note, he also has a F1 podcast with Drew Scanlon, uh, who used to work at Giant Bomb, and uh, Rob Zachney, who currently works at Waypoint, which is not the Waypoint podcast yeah, waypoint not waypoint vice i don't know how that happened is it, but is it waypoint, waypoint radio or am i no waypoint radio i think else? you're right so so waypoint radio is the podcast but waypoint is the games section of, of vice. vice got it right and and so they have an f1 podcast uh which is very good for beginners if you're interested in f1 or getting into it at all or anything like that called shift f1 but yeah everybody's everybody's off doing their own thing and it it, new things mean better content for everybody and everybody can get a little bit of what they want yeah 100 percent. new fresh content it's always a good thing i'm happy to see lucy james and tamora involved and it's good to see danny o'dwyer back regularly doing um because like i love his docs and stuff but you don't get those all the time and it's a different type of format so it's nice to be able to get that because we kind of lost that after he left kind of funny games daily uh, yeah back in the day absolutely absolutely the mm. irish cream yep the irish as greg cream. would call him i appreciate when he left on his last day that greg threw this entire leprechaun irish themed party for him yep Hell yeah. uh, of course of course that's the only fitting way to do that um the only way the only way to send him off so that covers um what we've been playing this week uh, a lot of cool stuff, so we'll have more on what we've been playing next week. Uh, next week, but in the meantime, let's switch over to our topic of the show. So this uh, week, uh, Cozy had a great idea, and look, pretty much every other podcast right now is going to be telling you about E three stuff, and we did that last week. Um, so we wanted to we try got ahead and, of it. We got ahead of it, uh, and so with everybody talking about E three, we thought we'd completely uh, turn the tables, and we're going to talk about future uh video game genres that we want marvel games to explore now cozy this was your baby my and my thought process was what are the genres and what do we want those games to look like is and like the licenses is that your thought with this process 
yeah, there's like a lot of freedom here. It's like, let's, you know, pick some unconventional genres uh, that Marvel games have not yet explored. And let's, you know, do a little bit of workshopping of, you know, what these stories, characters within said genres could look like. Um, so this was uh, partially or, well, I would say mainly inspired by uh, the rumor that came out over the past week that uh, XCOM developer Fireaxis, uh, is it Fireaxis? Firaxis? Firaxis? Firaxis. Firaxis. Yeah, cool name either way um the rumor that came out that Firaxis's next game could be a turn-based uh marvel strategy game um obviously this project right now is tbd but you know given how imminent we are to e3 and you know the fact that this kind of spread all over the internet and seems to have come from some pretty legitimate sources it's more likely than not by that by the time that uh, we'll be here uh, sitting and recording our podcast next week, uh, this will be a real deal. Um, so I figured, you know, with that fresh in our minds, you know, why not go around the room and share our thoughts on some, you know, uh, unusual Marvel genres that we'd like to see the property explore? Because I don't think that you would have, uh, you know, said a couple of years ago, oh, man, it's totally obvious that a couple of years from now, we're going to get a turn-based strategy game in the Marvel universe. I think more likely you're, you would say something like, Oh, an action game or a games as service uh, type experience, which we have also got those too, but slowly, but surely, as we can see, we are beginning to branch out in that regard. Okay. Well, cozy, this was your idea. So why don't I let you start off? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm going to start off with, what I feel is kind of like an obvious idea, but, you know, I'll, 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 I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to see, you know, what ideas you guys have brought to the table in comparing notes. Uh, I think that an RPG slash visual novel hybrid in the vein of something like, say, the Persona series uh, would make a really good fit for a potential X-Men game. So... In my, you know, game in my head that I'm workshopping right here, you don't play as any of the kind of standard X-Men that you're familiar with. Instead, you play as sort of like the uh, underclassmen who are being taught by the older, more senior, more experienced X-Men. Maybe you even have like a limited degree of choice in terms of choosing your power at the beginning of the game. And basically, the game consists of you and your friends sort of hanging out, learning things in school, cultivating your powers at... Uh, Charles Xavier's, you know, school for gifted youngsters, and then at night, kind of going out and completing some sort of small little quests on your own time. Um, you know, a common kind of recurring theme that you have in a lot of Marvel stories that involve younger kids is that they become aware of some sort of threat threatening the world that only they are aware of and that only they can really solve for whatever reason. And I feel like that would kind of fit again really well in this uh, X-Men, uh, you know, underclassmen scenario that I'm crafting. Uh, I, I'm kind of curious, like it, when you guys were kind of conceptualizing, you know, uh, some of the Marvel games that we're going to be talking about, like what were you guys thinking with regards to the X-Men? Like, do you, do you want, would you want to play a X-Men game in the vein of what I'm describing where half of the experience is you like hanging out at the X-Mansion and like doing course related things? Or are you thinking more along the lines of something that's a little bit more kind of out in the streets? Well, okay. So what, uh, when you were talking there, what, what kind of triggered in my head was, um, imagine like 
the upcoming Harry Potter game, instead of Hogwarts, it's it's that it's the uh, mm. Charles Xavier School, um, right? And you get to pick and build your own X person, um, and you know, then then uh, my head kind of went back to say Mass Effect with like the dialogue options and stuff like that, a good story based. Uh, but also with some decent combat um, sort of experience. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of what, what hit my head when you were speaking there. Mm. You didn't have me until you said X-Men. And then I was like, mm. okay, everything kind of clicks there because you do have that school and you do have that those bonds. And just like Persona about kids who are trying to get along in an adult world and figure things out. Um X-Men has a lot of that vibe to it with younger X-Men. Um, so, yeah, no, I'd be curious to see what that looks like. 100%. Yeah, and particularly uh, in Persona 4, you know, a huge theme of that game, right, is that characters are learning to deal with themselves. They, you know, struggle to accept uh, the shadows uh, yeah. uh, within their beings, the parts of themselves that they don't like. Uh, and in that game, it's very much more like, you know, personality traits for example uh but obviously in a game like uh this hypothetical hypothetical x-men game that we're conceptualizing it can be a lot more literal the actual like superpowers or physical traits that they've developed as a result of being mutants hmm. yeah no that's good uh i like that uh we're, we need like a if it works like something that we can say if it works what does stan lee say all the time excelsior excelsior mm -hmm. Which I don't. What is it? What does Excelsior even mean, anyways? I don't know. Excelsior. It moves on. All right, AJ. Okay. Hi. Um. Okay. So, getting away from the the current popular um, Marvel stuff, imagine some sort of. Um, But okay, so an open world GTA like, um, maybe well, maybe less, maybe it's less GTA, um, because that's just crazy chaos parody stuff, and maybe a little more Watch Dogs, mm. but starring the Punisher, mm -hmm. right? You could wander around this open world and, you know, do what you got to do. And then it gets to be as violent, right? And more encouraged to be as violent as, um, say, a GTA is. Where, say, you know, Watch Dogs is, is a little more reserved. Um, uh, you, you should be a little more stealthy with Watch Dogs um, and whatnot. It's not, it's not the most um, inspired idea. Uh, but I think it's I think it's a a, a a a at the very least a good direction uh, for a modern uh, Punisher game to go, and it could, you know, cover more modern topics similar to what, uh, say, Falcon and the Winter Soldier did uh, in that regard. Hmm. When you say like inspired more by Watch Dogs than GTA, do you mean that he's using a lot of tech? I I got a little bit lost there. I think yeah, you just okay. mean less so, crazy, right? Yeah, it's less crazy than GTA and a little more. Okay. 
Because the Punisher, yeah, he goes in guns a-blazing sometimes when he has to, but he also has to figure it out first, and he has to find the right bad guy, right? Mm -hmm. So if you could be a little more stealthy or a little more, you know, reserved, and then, oh, it's it's time to throw down, and then it's like a a boss fight or something like that, or Ooh. what whatever you got to do. So different. Um, than, I think that'd be cool. Different than Watchdogs. How about like in the Judgment style, which is more yeah. like a Yakuza game, but there's a lot more detective work involved. Well, you yeah. have a deep storyline running through through it. That'd be interesting. Mm. That'd be super interesting. Um, that's the turn-based one, right? No, that's the or, walk. No, like no, that's not. It's it's a standard Yakuza fighting game. Uh, okay, but it's okay. They're gonna keep that, the yeah. action engine. The Yakuza series gets the turn base from now on, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. The um. Yeah, I think it'd be. I think that would be interesting. It. I think it'd just be weird. Uh. You're just what. It would feel dated if you were just walking around a street with, like normal, and then suddenly a group of dudes try to attack you, and you're the Punisher, and you just blow them away. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Fair. That that might be tough. Uh, on the flip side, though, it would feel really novel if this game also had uh, side quests like in the Yakuza series where you had to do totally goofy and weird stuff. That might actually be a mm-hmm. good source of levity for the game if it had a little bit goofy side quests. Yeah. Uh, the Punisher is a very dark character. And yes, um, I, I will say I've never been a fan of the t- Punisher character in any medium. He's never no. one that's connected with me. And like, I think it's, I have trouble with people who kill in comics. Yeah. So I get that. Um, so, but yeah, no, I could see the, like, I, I see where you're coming from and the angle you're going for from it. I think when you think watchdogs, yeah. you're thinking Aiden Pierce and his like darker. Yeah. Personality. Right. Aiden, Aiden Pierce was like, you could be a little more gun crazy with Aiden Pierce where I'm, I, blanking on the Marcus. guy's name in the second one Marcus, Marcus. Um, yeah you couldn't exactly do that and then in the third one it was be whoever you want to be whether it be a 70 year old grandma or somebody else um, and that, that just sort of doesn't quite fit the bill mm-hmm. but you know whether it be you know another video game uh, another TV show or a movie like I'm interested to see what Marvel does with the Punisher next because mm-hmm. like uh, a lot of you know the symbols and like mentality of the Punisher has been kind of appropriated by some not super great people as of recent like the Punisher symbol in particular is one of those symbols yeah. that like has been kind of taken over by a lot of alt-right uh, ish individuals yeah and the thing is, is that, you know, the Punisher comics, like, you know, from what I've read and seen of them, historically have done a good job of showing that, like, hey, you know, revenge doesn't pay off, that the cycle of violence that the Punisher uh, finds himself in, you know, never really ends and is, you know, one man quest of vigilantism, you know, is not something that pays dividends in the long run for him, you know, physically or emotionally. Uh, even mm-hmm. so, I still feel like there's it's a it's a character that's you know definitely ripe to explore new interesting stories with um, uh, in this sort of new weird age we're living in. And and I mean, on that note, like the Punisher absolutely needs to be reinvented and divorced from uh, those garbage humans who are taking on you know. Tr- 
his persona in real life thinking they're being good guys when really the Punisher's kind of an anti-hero who's out for himself and shit, so. Hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Nathan, you need to give AJ the Excelsior seal of approval. Yeah, we'll go with it. Excelsior! I'm going to try and do it. Hey, we did it. I did it. Go me. All right, so I've got a pitch for you guys. Go for it. All right. So I thought about the genres that I like that I like to play, but then I want to make it work within the Marvel Universe as well. Mm -hmm. So anyways, um, and even though they don't need to use them, there's another game that does something similar to this. Anyways, I am suggesting that we do a kart racer set in the Marvel universe okay. with the Avengers and they are kidnapped by arcade and forced mm, to okay. competitively cart against each other, even though they don't need to be in the carts. And that character I'm talking about is Sonic. That's in a game that probably doesn't need to drive cars. He could probably just run and not be in a car. Um, but the villain arcade, who's constantly putting, um, the Marvel universe uh, heroes into games that they have to play um, mm. is kind of the backdrop for this story and them competing with it, a storyline to save the universe. Is arcade basically jigsaw? No. Cause he, well uh, maybe so jigsaw's traps are more deadly and not that the arcades aren't deadly, but they're a lot. Yeah. I want to say less sinister, but that's not the right word for it either. Um, maybe, maybe he is. Now that you've asked, me <laughs> maybe, that. maybe you're welcome. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of my thought. Thought process is that arcade starts a tournament of some sort, and there's Marvel heroes and villains that are both competing in it. Maybe, maybe because the villains don't want the Earth to be blown up either, because they want to control conquer it, like Doctor Doom or something. He needs Earth there. He doesn't want it destroyed. Hmm. so um that's kind of my th thought process you can have pretty much the gamut of marvel characters that you want to bring in it's a kart racer so you want to have 15 to 20 different racers that feel differently you can do power-ups and stuff and each kart racer can have its own special ability like if you pass mr fantastic and he gets ahead of you get ahead of mr fantastic he can try and reach ahead of you and grab you and pull you back um the uh the phoenix can like resurrect themselves if they're bombed or something so cyclops has eye vision that has a cooldown timer that he can use to blast people if cyclops isn't it he's kind of a lame character there there was an x x-men arcade like beat em up wasn't there mm -hmm. uh konami point? made it same uh yeah same as the turtles and uh simpsons hmm so anyways, that's my pitch. I, I like it on the basis that, you know, there are going to be some characters in this game that are driving around in like, you know, proper looking cars. But then I, I love the mental image of like, uh, like Iron Man hunched over in like a tiny little go-kart, like how Link looks or any of the superhuman characters yeah. look in Mario Kart, for example. That's well, a, a great mental image. For... Iron Man, I thought his suit would transform into a car and that he'd be like, oh, oh, he could be like a transformer. Yeah, he'd be like vertical, like laying horizontally or something and the car would like 
have like his Iron Man suit would grow wheels on it or something. Um, and also and you, you could, we need Modoc because I've been watching that uh, Modoc series on Disney Plus and I'm actually really enjoying it. I know people really hate it, but I like the robot chicken feel of it. Yeah, that's a yeah. There are there are a lot of characters in the Marvel universe that definitely would lend themselves well to the go karting experience. When you think about it, although I will say that the the mental image now that I have in my head, based on what you described, Nathan, is that Iron Man is like he's like one of those uh, skeleton uh, players in the Olympics, where it's like his head's forward and there are like wheels on the bottom of his belly. Yes, that's kind of. I'm how not sure I'm if that's. Of- Okay, so that is what you had in mind. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make... No, I'm not going to make the crash joke. I'm not going to make the crash joke if he's belly down. Um, not going to do it, Nathan. Not going to do it. Not going to do, do it. it. Not going to do, do it. it. Not not. Okay, I'm moving on. Um, <laughs> so anyways, you guys get to decide whether it moves on or not. Uh, Yeah, I'm totally fine with it moving it on. Give it an Excelsior. Why not? Yeah, it's something Excelsior. new and unique. It's something new and unique, and uh, yeah, <laughs> go for it. Uh, I think the thing that uh, sold me on it is that you actually you have a legitimate reason of like why it is that they're all go karting together, and it's that the villain Arcade has forced them to, you know, be trapped in this go karting hell, and it's like, oh, that actually makes sense. Like Arcade is the kind of villain that is themed in that fashion that that kind of scenario would actually make sense you know cool all right i did my job all right (laughs) hell yeah cozy head us up with another one all right so i feel like as of late we have been getting a lot of puzzle games that have been playing around with perspective Mm. uh such as for example i feel like kind of the seminal puzzle game in this regard super liminal where you can take a a house for example and you can move it around and then you can make it super big and yeah the whole game is basically about playing with perspective in this regard and i was thinking you know what's a Marvel superhero that can play with perspective in a similar fashion, but also I would say in a much more literal fashion. And the superhero that immediately came to mind is someone like, for example, Ant-Man. And, and, you know, as I was thinking about it, I'm like, man, in the first Ant-Man movie, um, Scott Lang, like one of the first things that he has to do before he becomes the Ant-Man is he basically has to solve an elaborate puzzle um that's laid out for him by the like elder uh ant-man where which is how he obtains the ant-man costume um and so yeah basically in a nutshell my pitch for the game would be a like sort of kind of super liminal style puzzle game exclusively a puzzle game with not really any action game elements where you're basically shrinking down or growing big as Ant-Man and along with you occasionally like shrinking down or enlarging certain objects that you hold on to to basically solve puzzles uh, in various rooms, houses, uh, what have you. Hmm. I like it. Like I like Superliminal. Um, it was a really fun game, so I enjoyed playing that quite a bit. I'd be down for more of that. I think Ant-Man could be an interesting character to use. Also, I would just like an Ant-Man video game. Would it have Paul Rudd in it? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's Marvel games. They can afford, you know, a lot of pretty high quality voice talent. 
Because I do love Paul Rudd. Does anybody dislike Paul Rudd? I don't think it's possible. Yeah, you I don't think it's possible. You ever see that Nint- Super Nintendo commercial he was in? Yes, no. years uh, ago. Well, l- let me, hold on, I'm going to look this up. Yeah, bring that up, we'll live react to it. It's a good, uh, Paul good commercial. Yeah, Super Nintendo. Yeah. All right, let's see here. Let's uh, it. Is this it, the first one? That's yeah, the one. The one where That's he's it. in a suit? Okay. Uh, I'm going to, special occasion, I'm going to unmute this so that like, we can live react to it with the sound. I don't think we're going to get any copyright issues because of this. I doubt it. it yeah. No promises. <laughs> oh, wow. When you decide to oh, F-Zero. This kind of power, this kind of challenge, this kind of... Commercials were just crying, different back then. Oh, pilot. When you decide to get serious... Look at that young Paul Rudd. He looks the same. He hasn't aged at all. <laughs> I think that's the camera quality. Wow. It's actually... Now you're playing with power. That was really clever of them to end the trailer with, like, a thunder sound in the distance and also Link using... I th- I'm, I'm actually not sure if that was the thunder ability from A Link to the Past, but it was some sort of ability that controls the atmosphere i thought that was pretty clever that's a very i remember that commercial as a kid and figuring out that paul rudd was in it years later i was like oh wow Uh, uh, although when i saw it i was like hey that's the guy from friends because i did not know he was paul rudd at that point um (laughs) yeah because he spent two years on friends not being a friend uh Hmm. just being married to a friend or in a relationship with a friend um yeah i didn't watch enough friends to know that, but he was very good on it. So anywho, um, okay, perfect. So, uh, I'm going to say Excelsior. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, I feel like at this point we can't say not Excelsior to any of these ideas cause it would be kind of <laughs> cruel to do so. I feel like we're going to do that at one point. I like being cruel sometimes. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> let's not take it off the table. That's all I'm saying. Let's not take it off the table. Now, yeah. now AJ, before we get to yours, I want to yeah. reach out to the chat here quickly. Cause I'm just noticing the chat. Um, now it's Brad, the dark Lord Ragnar. Am I saying that right? Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's a personal friend of mine. Okay, perfect. So, um, but, or also Brad, so I don't have to call him the dark Lord Ragnar every time. Um, so he, yeah. he says Marvel needs a survival horror genre game akin to alien isolation, but based in the Marvel zombies story arc. Um, and he says survival mm. horror is where it's at total untouched market as per Marvel. So there's a lot of call for zombies. Now, my biggest question about this idea, and I'm not like poo-pooing at all. I want to be clear about that. I'll poo-poo it. Um, Have we had too much zombies? Is this a good time to come to another zombie game? Have we reached peak zombies? I don't think we've reached peak zombies because we just keep making more. And like the more people that get burned out by it, the more people are getting interested in it and he he's saying now in the chat it's a different kind of zombie horror okay okay so hmm. i don't know what that means i didn't read those yeah. comics well so. i did not read them either in alien isolation it plays more like um like the amnesia series correct where you can't really fight yeah. the alien you're more yeah. you're not being combative you're um you're 
like trying to hide from the alien and get around it and like stealthily sneaking around mm. which is his thing so is that what you're doing all the zombies superheroes are after you because yeah in the marvel zombie universe they're basically all dead um and zombies um except deadpool mm-hmm. i think for some reason um, yeah I think someone can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I think like zombie Deadpool, like every part of his body gets chopped up, but his head and then he becomes Headpool. That and he sounds right. He teams up with all the he teams up with all the other Clever. multidimensional Deadpools, including like Dogpool and Lady Deadpool, and they go on adventures together. So, hmm. yeah, um, I think it's an interesting take. I wonder if. Honestly, this would be a good for whatever the Firaxis game that's going to be coming out if they had a zombies campaign. Hmm. That would work yeah. in that too. Yeah, that that would be interesting. Um hmm. what are some based. what are some other ideas for like uh survival horror? experiences in the marvel universe that don't involve the like marvel zombies property because i'm trying to think that you could have a blade or morbius you're running away from the punisher Mm. i don't know if that's got a full game in it no probably not (laughs) Uh, i don't know if you can get a full game of that but yeah if you did something with morbius or blade potentially because blade takes place in a vampire universe and it could be more you fighting vampires or more like maybe Morbius and Blade team up. They did that Spider-Man cross it cartoon over with, that one time. Cross Blade over with Resident Evil 8. Yeah. Yeah. That. So there's potential for survival horror in the Marvel Universe. And zombies could definitely be part of it. Marvel zombies. The last movie in the X-Men universe was sort of like a survival horror movie, right? Well, that was you surviving. Only, only if you had to sit through it. Yeah. <laughs> if you had to I, sit through for, it. For the record, I've not seen it myself because it's not on Disney+. Plus. I thought you said you watched it. I watched Dark Phoenix, not oh. uh, The New Mutants. Oh, no. The New Mutants. Oh. Sorry. I thought you were talking about... Um, I thought you Dark... were talking about Dark Phoenix. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> I forgot about The New Mutants. Yeah. You know, some people said that was better than what they thought it was going to be because they had such low expectations. Um, Okay, you know what? I'm going to give Brad an Excelsior. I will. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Um, Okay, AJ, Uh, next pitch. Yes. Okay. Okay, this this one's going to be a bit smaller of an idea. Um, But imagine kind of a, a restaurant management game, but you're playing uh, Hulk. And Hulk, it's it's Hulk from Endgame where he's completely merged with Banner. Um, and, and so he's got the personality of Banner, but can still Hulk if he needs to. Um, but what the restaurant slash food truck or whatever he's managing that he that he's kind of doing just in his spare time as a hobby or whatever um it's he, he's serving mashed potatoes and it's called hulk mash <laughs> is that the idea 
That's the idea. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to segue into how it's like uh like a riff on like um what's what's the game where you're like running around a kitchen trying to assemble meals overcooked over overcooked overcooked there we go oh the the overcooked one would be you you have to pick multiple members of the avengers and they have different abilities like imagine iron man with his uh gloves and stuff cooking things on setting them on fire and uh, Iron Man throwing salami like a like a shield or something like that, but no Hulk Hulk mash. That's my that's my idea. Hmm. So I love the pun. Uh huh. I don't know if it's a game that I'm going to put through. You could it, it could be a good phone game. Could um, be. I don't know, cozy. What what's your thoughts? Uh, like I said, I feel like we could expand it if we could figure out how to expand it out into like a full like cooking game. I feel like there's potential there. Maybe if not overcooked, what about like a like a cooking mama style cooking game where Hulk is the mama and you're trying to emulate his cooking technique? Does it do cryptocurrency stuff in the background? Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Okay, but what if... What if instead of cooking mama, it was babysitting mama, but you were the mama and you have to tell Hulk not to shake the baby? Hmm. Because Hulk would probably shake a baby. Where did the shake the baby so, part come from? So, in this- okay, in, in babysitting mama... Um, which was an old Wii, an old Wii game. Wait, that's uh, a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hold on a sec. What? <laughs> yeah, it came with a doll that you put a Wii mote in, and you had to, you know, gently rock the baby or whatever, and it taught you how to babysit. Um, and if you shook it, she would interrupt and say, "No, no, no! Don't shake the baby." It was, it was really good. Oh wait, okay, uh, okay. okay. Can it, can I'm trying to find videos that show off both the live action like aspect of this game and also the gameplay uh, side by there's side. There's an but... old there's an old giant bomb video. Uh, so if you type babysitting mama giant bomb, that might come up. Here we go. Is it this one? No, no, no. Please don't shake the baby. Yep, that's. I think that's the one. I don't. Uh, I don't so know. For our final set. Yeah. Second. Yeah, you might want to hear it actually, but we don't have to uh, watch the whole point. thing. Yeah, that was this morning. Man, long day. But we, uh, we everything's picked, a blur. We, we picked up. It's a lot like your camera shot. <laughs> that doesn't look like we, babysitting, uh, Mama. That looks like Jeff Gersman. Nope, we that is Ryan Davis. May he rest in peace. Uh, he's oh. a lovely yeah, man. Looks like a All right, tall, uh, my apologies. Sitting in the video game. No, 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 no that's that's kind of let's. Weird, uh, but, there we uh, go. Yeah, this is an actual product. Yeah, that, so that's the baby. That's the baby. It's an actual product, as Ryan said. You put it inside the baby. You put it in the baby. You put it in the Wait, baby. Wait, how does so it go gonna, in the yeah, baby? In the baby. We're gonna do that now. I think you open oh, the back. The here, okay, uh, good. You, I think uh, we're gonna find out. out. We've got, we've got. My yeah. hands are covered in cherry pie. I, I didn't know this was a thing. I got a napkin. All right. Well, let's. Yeah. Let's or, cut uh, to or this. A paper towel. Let's cut the gameplay. I don't. Don't look at me. I don't have I'm any. This had to have been around 2010, 2011, I think. You can this use came that. Out. So like it says, remove the Wii jacket from Wii Remote. Right. Let's uh, we'll, we'll skip yeah. around a little bit. Look at right. that. So look at that. I want to put in... Yeah, that's oh, basically look. what happens. See Marvel. Marvel. I'm not sure why they decide uh-huh. to do that in this video, but 
Anyways. All right. All right. I think I, I think yeah. I've seen enough. Okay. I think uh, I think we're skip good. Skip ahead to when he shakes the oh. baby. Uh, let's see. Somewhere. Uh, is yep. it like around here? Yep. All right. <laughs> I didn't. Jeff, maybe we should maybe we should pull the show Jeff was one. not a father maybe at this point, correct? This correct. I'm yeah. not shaking the I'm not shaking the baby. Babies are very sensitive. Yeah. Did you ever have to it, raise an egg in high this school? Is... No, God no. No, so it's like a rhythm game? School. Kind of. So the sensitivity of it was such that you you could see. Aim carefully. What? It says aim carefully, not. <laughs> no, no, no! Please don't shake the baby. I love the voice acting. Please don't shake the baby. You're not even seeing. You're not even paying attention to what she's doing. All right. I think we got enough. Of all this. right. All right. I think yep. we're. I think we're good. Uh, okay. It, one more amendment potentially. Let me know what your guys' thoughts sure. on this one. So it's still a Hulk. Um, okay. Still a Hulk cooking game called Hulk Mash, except it's more akin to Surgeon uh, Simulator, um, where it's in VR and you're Hulk in the kitchen and you have to try and make food and you constantly with your, with your giant Hulk hands with your big ass Hulk hands and you like break everything you touch trying to make food and you oh. have a time limit to get it done because is it Betty? Betty's coming home for dinner and you want to have it ready. And you keep getting angrier and angrier, which makes you stronger and stronger. Hmm. And then stronger and stronger, but you're moving gently. But like in Surgeon Simulator, it instantly launches something off the table or whatever you're you're doing. Yeah. So, yes, huh. still a still Hulk cooking. You still have the Hulk mash. But it's a farcical game about Hulk trying to prepare dinner. I like it. A very good VR experience. Yes. All right. Good collaborative effort. I, I appreciate most most of all the journey we took to get there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's of what course. this is all about. Baby. Um, okay. Uh, we're going to say Excelsior. Yeah, Hell yeah, Excelsior. Okay, I don't know about you guys, but I only have two games in my pocket. Do you guys have more than two? I have some like ideas that we can flesh out. Okay, so I'll, I'll be honest. Back. I had none of those in my pocket. Those came straight out of my ass. All right. <laughs> I mean, that's impressive. You're welcome. Potentially, I'm glad I could do this live on stream for you. Potentially another game down the line, right over your ass. <laughs> Um, okay, so... Starring Duke Nukem. <laughs> um, okay, so... We know Cyclops has been unlucky in love in the past. Yes. So I thought, why not have a Marvel dating simulator? Because those are all the rage um, with Cyclops. And I'm picking Cyclops just because I know he's been with lots of marvel ladies in the universe i think okay. that's correct i'm not a big marvel guy I'm more of a dc guy um mm. but that's my understanding i was gonna say captain america but i can't think of captain america dating many people so yeah, just 
Yeah. He was my initial Mm. thought. And then how could I get him and Bucky into some sort of relationship was my initial Mm. thought process. But then I went to Cyclops because he's had Jean Grey. He's had Jean Grey's clone. He's uh, been with um, uh, the White Queen, um, Emma Frost. I'm sure there's others. Um, So uh, Marvel dating simulator where you're Cyclops and you're trying to figure out who your true love is while many women court you. And you have a rivalry with uh, Wolverine because everybody loves Wolverine. So he needs to be in the game in some sort. He's also competing for the Mm. girls. Hmm. And he's like, he's just your rival. Yes. He's your rival. Like, like, like in the, in actuality, he's your rival, but yeah. Okay. Uh, What if actually this has never been done before. It's an (gasps) asynchronous dating game. Where you mm. and a friend each take like Cyclops and Wolverine, one Cyclops, one Wolverine. I'm sorry if the person who has to be Cyclops. Um, <laughs> Wolverine's much cooler. Uh, nobody will want to be Cyclops. But anyways, and you have to like you can navigate these waters on your own and have your stories collide and change and affect the stories. Like what if it was like a it takes two or a uh where they had to work together or um a way out yeah or... hmm hmm i feel hmm. like we're kind of getting away from the initial premise of it being a dating sim though which i kind of liked a lot yeah i think there is room maybe this is two different pitches two separate games yeah because uh, I like the dating simulator, uh, simulator aspect, but I also like this cooperative gameplay aspect. Give it to Ferris and let him make a Wolverine and Cyclops game about two people who hate each other. But have mm. to find common ground. Yeah. And work together. So, like, what people would, um, what's his name, Scott Summers, be courting in this hypothetical dating simulator? Would it all be people at the X-Mansion, or would we open up the floodgates to, like, the larger Marvel universe? Yeah, I think you can open up the floodgates, but you don't want to go too big. Um, Like, you want to... uh Like, you want to bring in Black Widow, potentially, because she's very popular in the movies, Captain Marvel. Um, So you do that. I, I would also like to give the options that you could potentially date men as well or other people from the LGBTQ community and kind of carve your own path. Mm-hmm. Maybe, That'd be a good idea. Maybe Wolverine and Cyclops end up together in this in this dating simulator. Yeah. It's anything's possible. What a lot of dating simulators will do is like certain paths will only open up after you've completed like previous paths in the game and like the Wolverine path will be the path that opens up when you've a hundred percented everything else, basically. Yeah. The, the, that's how you get the platinum trophy. Yep. Hell yeah. Yep. So I'm into it. That's a, that's a good point. This game will probably be a really easy platinum. So it definitely (laughs) earns points in that regard. Um, uh, Brad in the chat is saying you could make other, Characters as well, like North Star, Ultimate Spider-Woman, to pan out the LGBTQ LGBTQ plus community. 100% you could do that. Um, I think this could be... You don't make these games huge, but you can make a bunch of them featuring different characters. And that way you can bring in different people from different like walks in the Marvel Universe that would make sense too. 
So maybe mm. even it's just like Marvel dating simulator and like it's by chapter. There's like five chapters in the first chapter Cyclops. And there's some sort of serial thread running throughout all the different chapters in the background. I don't know what villain would control dating or love in the Marvel universe, but you tie that person in. Hmm. Arcade, but it, he puts them all into a dating simulator. Well, I guess that could work. Um, I don't know. Arcade and he makes them all pigeons. There you go. Hmm. And they they all be hatable boyfriends. Yep, hatable boyfriends. What what stone in the Infinity Gauntlet like controls love the most? Would you say? Uh, Solstice. I guess so. Because it could hmm. be like a a Thanos related thing. As oh, well. Mind Stone. I'm seeing in the chat. Mind Stone would work. Instead. Of- yeah, Mindstone would... Well, we just watched WandaVision this year, so yeah, Mindstone makes sense. Yeah, I guess it does, actually. Huh. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anyways, th- that's my pitch. Um, and Thanos, I- but Thanos, instead of the Infinity Gauntlet, he's got some other in- Infinity equipment that he can play with. Hmm. The infinity condom, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, so infinity like dildo ribbed for her pleasure. Yeah. In, in the gem. Marvel universe, in the Marvel universe, like the Greek gods also exist because like uh, the Norse gods exist as well, and maybe like they can take like the Cupid from the <laughs> Greek gods. Is is uh-huh. Cupid a Greek god even to begin with? No, I. He de- he, okay. he doesn't appear in the God of War games, but I know that he's like part of that. Like, can you imagine? Is it Eros? Kratos. Eros was the Greek god of love. Can Eros. you imagine Kratos ripping off Cupid's wings? Mm, yeah, can I can't imagine? do that. He he did. He ripped off uh, what's his name, Icarus's wings. Yeah, yeah. But imagine Cupid. He also ripped off yeah. uh, Apollo's head. Yep, that's right. Uh, but uh, sorry, who was the the name of the god of love again? Eros. Eros. A e r o s. Yeah, just throw him in there. I don't think he's appeared in like a Marvel storyline until now. Okay. There you go. A totally original take. You heard it here first. Yeah, it's the most conditional way to introduce this kind of scenario. It's like, oh man, well, conditionally, the Greek gods exist in the Marvel universe. So just take this pre-existing Greek god that has dominion yep. over love and there you go alright there you go uh, we all did I have it. to say yeah I think we get the we're gonna give you the Excelsior stamp of approval Nathan that was good Woo! good job two for two good job go me okay Um. so an idea that I had in mind and I don't like I don't know any of the specifics of it just uh, yet but I'm gonna just throw it out there is a like cookie clicker like cumulative like clicking style marvel game okay did i tell you i stopped playing cookie simulate cookie clicker oh really what happened i got up to like i was paying a lot of attention to it i got up to so many quintillions like lots and lots did you dunk it in the milk and no i didn't get a chance to do that and then i turned my game on one day 
and it was reset back to zero. Oh no! no. Did you open up like a new browser or whatever? No. Well, I was doing on my phone. It was all on my phone that I was doing. And the uh, app, I don't play it on my phone, so yeah, I was doing all on my phone through Android, and the uh, app just decided to reset itself completely. And I was so f- like weeks and weeks into this that I had become Ugh. very invested, and it was just all gone. That's awful. So, hmm. uh, the Dark Lord Ragnar in the chat says, uh, "Like Flappy Falcon." Um, that's not exactly what I had in mind, but you know what? That's a better pitch actually than like a Cookie Clicker <laughs> Marvel game. So let's go with that. Who would be a good fit for like a Flappy Bird style? Is it Falcon? <laughs> yeah, or Captain America in this case? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the new Captain America. The new Captain America. Yeah, Captain Falcon. Now, what 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 are the pipes or hazards that he's avoiding in this scenario? Nazis. Mm. <laughs> Just like really Just- tall Nazis. Yep. From the top and the bottom of the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, they're wearing Link's uh, iron boots and they're using them to magnetize to the ceiling. There you go. Hmm. I just think Captain I America and I think Nazis. <laughs> it's funny seeing them get punched. Brad in the chat says bullets. Like a stream Streams of bullets. Of bullets. Yeah, that are c- conveniently stopping at a certain point. Yeah, they well, that's when they have to reload. Well, uh, well, what if it what? was just a stream of bullets, right? And when they're reloading, that's when you t- you time your flap for where, right? Like in in Flappy Bird, yes. as you're flapping along, right? The the pipes stay in the same position as they move across the screen. But so eventually, if- they start moving. What if bullets are shooting up, right? And there's a gap in between bullets that you have to try and navigate through as it as the bullets are traveling up. So is the gap that you can maneuver through. Sounds complicated. It sounds harder than Flappy Bird. And Flappy Bird was hard to begin with because um, those pipes will start moving in the once once you get up to over a hundred pipes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't be- think I ever did that. Yeah, I I put a lot of time into Flappy Bird. I'm not. <laughs> um, it wasn't even for for platinum trophy because it didn't exist. I'm very ashamed of this that I'm actually talking about this right now. Um, but <laughs> this is a safe place for you. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, that would get way more complicated way more quickly. Um, but yes, I guess you could have weapons, and then during the reload, it could stop. Hmm. So, also, if they did some sort of, uh, like, while we're on the topic of mobile games, uh, do you guys remember uh, Jetpack Joyride? Yes. Yeah. Iron Man? Yeah, Iron Man and a Jetpack Joyride style game. Mm -hmm. It's a good idea. Who who would make a good, like, uh, character to insert into, like, a Marvel Farmville game? Hawkeye, he's got the farm. Yeah, Hawkeye does have a farm. Well, Thanos. I guess so. Thanos after yeah, the that's snap. That's a good point. Thanos after he snap. Yeah. You have 30 days uh, to try and build your farm up as good as you can before Thor comes and cuts your head off. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Do you know your head's going to be cut off? Uh, I, th- I would say no. It's just surprise 30 days later. 
<laughs> Can you imagine being the person playing the that Avengers game show up and have no idea that that's gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> it's like game over. Oh, yeah. Why did I do this for thirty days? Yeah. That that just reminds me of. Okay, so you know, like the the trope slash stereotype of like, you know, the girlfriend wants wants to take wants to go see a movie, but it's going to be one of those sappy romance movies or something like that. Yep. Imagine like the whole movie; it plays out exactly like that, and so the 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 couple go, and the per, the person who who prefers the romance movies is having a great time, and then at the end of the movie suddenly like the apocalypse happens or the zombies attack and set up a sequel that is going to be totally built for that other person to to enjoy and it's going to be like a survival horror or something like that like i i it's something i thought about years ago just like every everything's happening normal like a normal you know sandra bullock romance movie and then suddenly you know some some somebody snaps and they're they're eating people oh god they're everywhere and it's the apocalypse. I'd like that. I don't, I don't think that would ever get made. Because I don't think it would it focus should. test well. And they'd never make it. Indie films. We need balance. Yep, that's true. We do need balance. <laughs> Where is yeah, that boy need... anyways? Where is he? One day he'll uh, be back soon. One day he'll be back. One day. Uh, Same with right. Mitch. They'll be back. Both be back one day. Uh, it, Brad's also in the chat saying Colossus was a farmer and always wanted to return to farming. So it could be Colossus too. Yeah, Colossus would yeah. be a good one. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. Gives it, gives it less of a harsh ending. Hell yeah. <laughs> Although I love the idea of just giving the middle finger to mobile gamers as they're playing this yep. Farmville knockoff. And then they hit a certain yep. point and it's just like, oh, you're dead. The game's over. Yep. <laughs> Sorry that you spent all your microtransactions and now you don't get to see any of them come to fruition. Uh, what are some... Hmm. Either of you have any more ideas that we want to workshop? I think I had some, but then I lost them and they're not here anymore. Oh, no. I can't, I can't we need yeah, the Mind Stone to help retrieve uh, yeah. them. Yeah. Gotta unlock that. I don't know where they oh. went. Oh. Uh, um, uh, a bejeweled style game with the infinity gems. Well, I guess so. And matching different okay. stones gives different powers. Like does yeah. Different okay, things. so yeah. So so what would what individual power in a in one of those match games would each gem have? And when you combine them with each other, what would they have? Like. Time and space obviously goes together, right? Because yeah. that just, they call it space time for a reason. So could, would that mean you could like reverse, like reverse time to a previous layout of the board? Like it has everything in memory from what you've cleared or something like that. Um, yeah, you can like maybe take moves back. Yeah. Have we um have know. we ever talked about Henry Hatsworth and the puzzling adventure on this podcast? I believe we I have. Say we that have. name sounds familiar. I can't say we have. Okay. Well, for those of you uh, who might be watching this who maybe have uh, not heard me talk about it in the past, 
Um, so Henry Hatsworth and the Puzzling Adventure, uh, sorry, my mistake, in the Puzzling Adventure, um, it was a game released on the Nintendo DS uh, way back in the day. And uh, the whole premise with the game is that basically um, it's a 2D platformer where on the upper screen uh, you're like doing something kind of conventional and platformy. And then on the lower screen, uh, there's dialogue conversations and also a uh, kind of block uh, like puzzle going on where you have to take blocks, uh, take enemies that you defeat that are usually like block shaped and basically have to kind of match them up or get rid of them in the block puzzle so that they don't come back and harm you. And maybe it could be kind of a riff on that uh, with the Infinity Stones where you like have to match up the Infinity Stones and like if you match up the time Infinity Stones that will like turn back time slightly or it will slow down time. Or if you match up the Space Infinity Stones that will create a platform for you or something like that. Hmm. Very interesting. I I just I I I'm watching this footage here and it's like do you have to also like touch the bottom screen and complete the puzzle as well as do the fighting? Yeah, it seems like Yeah, but you hard. can um you can uh you have to but um you uh like you, you can pause the action on the upper screen when you want to go okay. and match things on the lower screen oh. uh, fun fact th this game was published by ea and i'm pretty sure the story with this game is that it was like made by a couple of people in a back room and basically okay. one day they were like hey uh we made this henry hatsworth in the puzzling adventure game uh and it's done uh do you want to publish it and EA's like yeah sure okay <laughs> huh that yeah, that's good. Super interesting. Hmm. Um, Brad, I see your ideas in the chat, but we've talked about that game before, and I think we have a mortem on not talking about that game anymore. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's been long enough that I don't, I don't mind talking about Animal Crossing for just a bit. That was an Animal Crossing. Oh. Sorry, I thought you. Were, I thought we were referring to Snorkel Lee's suggestion, which was uh, Marvel Crossing, which I'm I'm open to talking about a little bit. Uh, no, yeah, no, Animal Cross, Marvel Crossing would be fine. I think that's uh, a decent thing. He was um, um, he was talking about a game that rhymes with Bunny Hop. Oh yeah, that's right, that one. That's a good one. We went down a bad road last time, and let's just not. Um, <laughs> Let's not even at, like what, bring that up again. <laughs> what episode was that? If you want to go catch that, I hang on. Let me look at the thumbnails here. Talk amongst do, yourselves. Do, do we want to advertise the episode that we uh, last talked about the game that rhymes with bunny hop on? If we explicitly are like, we don't want to talk about it again. Yeah. Episode 60. Well, that's, that's all you need to know. Anyways, if you do want to see our archives <laughs> and number one, I'm going to apologize for that episode because we went too far. So, yep. uh, yep, we did. We, we went yeah. too far in that episode. Um, so that's all I'll say. If you watch the episode and you make your own choice to go back and watch that, um, yep. during that very small period of that episode. So anyways, um, but Marvel crossing could be interesting if they got the animal crossing, license maybe even some marvel dlc for animal crossing where you can have animal marvel villagers yeah come into your town mm -hmm. well i mean 
okay, so I'm I'm picturing two things. One, it's just all the Animal Crossing villagers dressed up as uh dressed up as the um what is it? Uh the the Marvel characters. Yep. Mm. Um or the other way around, it's you know, you're 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 just sort of like in the Avengers Tower, but you know, there's different rooms and stuff in this tower that you can you can kind of build and design it as you want, like you would your Animal Crossing Island, and I don't know, maybe you you create a, a cool room for Captain America or something like that, and you you go out on these combat adventures, and you bring loot home instead of having to go to the store and buy it, and you decorate that way. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Don't sound so enthused by that. No, I th- I think both are good options. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I I I like it. I like it. Cozy thoughts. I mean, I mean, not really. Uh, my my uh, lack of interest in you know uh, Animal Crossing animal is crossing. well documented on this show. You have no interest okay, in Animal what? Crossing. Oh man, Crazy. how did you know? What? <laughs> Go back into the archives uh, early last year for that. All that talk. That was good. Cozy would just put on oh, pictures yeah. of animals while we were talking yep. about yeah. Animal Crossing. While we were like talking the, about the, nips. The pig eating a pumpkin. All those great videos. Yep. I can't believe I put over 600 hours into that game. Closer oh to my 700. god, you did do that. You did do that. Will I put more can't or less believe. time into Mario Golf? That's the bigger question. Ooh. I'm gonna say about the same. Really? Wow, that's a lot of time in Mario Golf. I guess we'll see. Ooh. We'll see. Uh, hold on, Snorkelies has a quick little update for us. Uh, my original idea when I posted was in relation to Farmville and an Animal Crossing twist, maybe more like a Stardew Valley. Which, mm. I mean, that kind of incorporates a lot of things we've been talking about because, you know, Stardew Valley, there is a little bit of a dating portion in there, so you have that as well. I think there there's potential in an idea like that, although I don't know who Thanos and or Hawkeye would date uh, in such a scenario because they both seem like the kind of people that aren't really into that kind of thing. Well, Hawkeye has a wife, so maybe you just and meet her. And that's also a good point. Yeah. You meet yeah. her and then... Um, Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini, yep. She was uh, in Scooby-Doo and Mad Men. Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks. Who was she in Scooby Doo? Uh, Velma. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, it, the, the problem, right, is that Velma has like a very distinctive hairstyle and you know wardrobe. So it's like I feel like you can put and, a lot of act, act actresses in her style, and like they kind of become unrecognizable. They be- they become the character, and she fucking nailed it. She is Definitely. Velma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the, the the problem with that movie or those that that set of movies was not the actors involved. Uh, no. Can I just say that I think Freddie Prince Jr. is pretty great and he's an underrated talent and I feel bad he's out of acting now. Yeah. He quit because I of mean, Kiefer, can. Kiefer Sutherland. What did Kiefer do? Uh, they were on a season of 24 together and apparently Kiefer is not easy on the set and that's been collaborated afterwards. Uh, he's not an easy person to work with 
which is too bad because yeah. I like the it's show. Not season. very. That's not being the best Canadian he can possibly be. No, he could be better. Yep. Yeah. Mm. He might, I mean, we have more Bioware games on the road. We might get more Freddie Prince Jr. in them. That's true. Yeah. He does a lot of voice work now. Um, he used to write for wrestling, too. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, he worked backstage uh, writing Raw for a little while. Um, yeah. But anyways, also he married Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar. So who's laughing hey. now? Yeah. Uh, okay i think we've uh, done video games i think we've done enough here to say that we've got a bunch of ideas now who knows the guy's name in charge of marvel games i've heard greg miller say his name before and i can't seem to google him i've been trying to unsuccessfully google him for a little while now i have absolutely no idea um yeah cozy just google person in charge of marvel games yeah um, Kevin uh, Feige nope no, I just came up it. with this thing with this guy named Ike and I'm like I don't think that's the right maybe it's uh, Mike Feige Mike Feige? maybe it's like how um, what's the guy that did the music for Toy Story Randy Newman Randy Newman like there's apparently like an entire family of Newmans in the Hollywood uh, movie industry that like compose soundtracks for movies maybe there's like an entire feige family of executives within marvel that are in charge of all this stuff is so it whenever jay ong i don't jay ong i don't know uh head of marvel games and strategic lead of marvel asia I don't know. Maybe it I found, is. I found this person's LinkedIn. Yeah, it could be. Um, it's not um, Andrew Renee's husband, John Drake. He does everything no. but Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so we won't yeah, dabble this, on that. This uh, anonymous person who's in charge of Marvel games. Yes. Well, let's just call him that for now. Let's make sure that we at him and send him the episode because we've got some surefire ideas that we have given our stamps of approval to that they should go into production with and find companies to produce these games. I think we can all agree on that. Correct. Yeah. Go so be sure to at, um, at anonymous Marvel games executive on Twitter. Yep. Yep. So I'm, I'm going to try and find out the real person. I don't know how I'm going to find that though. Uh, um, hold on. I'm on, I'm on Wikipedia. It seems like AJ was correct. It is Jay Ong. He's the executive vice president. Okay. So let's tag him on Twitter. Does he have a Twitter? I'd imagine so. Uh, I I believe though that the the person that uh, Greg Miller has brought up more in the past has been Bill Roseman, who is the vice president and uh, creative uh, vice president of Marvel Games. Oh, that might be who he's I, saying. Yeah, I recognize that name more than I recognize Jay Ong's name. Yep. Not to say that Jay Ong isn't important or anything, but yeah, no, completely fair. Um, anyways, so we've got a lot of surefire yeah. ideas regardless, Marvel. Now it's in your hands. We've come up with the ideas for you to print the money. Now you just need to get that money printed. There you go. So with that being said, I think we've done a great job. So congratulations to everybody on this call. We came up with some great ideas and thank you in the chat for your participation. We really do appreciate that. So I think we're going to wrap up this episode because it's just about that time. 
So thank you for tuning into this episode of Press YYZ. And if you enjoyed what you just heard, be sure to share and subscribe to our YouTube channel, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Twitch, and you can check out uh, at Press YYZ on Twitter to stay up to date with when we go live or join us on Discord at invite.gg slash Press YYZ to get the conversation going. We always, um, we don't talk about this enough, but we have some great chat, chat channels in that group where you can just chat and hang out with friends and talk to them. So if that's something you're looking to do, jump into the Discord server. Next week's topic of show will be us reviewing and reacting to um, everything that will have come out by this year's E3. So as well as potentially going over which predictions that we got right and wrong, if we have enough time. So until then, thanks for playing.